We're back. Mike Cernich, Mike Bolin with a new episode of Mindset Squared. Yes. We just did an episode a few minutes ago, and I think Mike put a hat on to trick people into thinking that we're filming on a new day. All right. So listen, this hat is an Irish hat. And do you know why I'm wearing an Irish hat? Because you used to do a paper route. No. I am wearing an Irish hat because I decided that since the real estate prices are going to be going down, but they haven't gone down yet, I went ahead and I rented a house on the ocean in Ireland for two months. When did you do this? I leave on September 15th. Oh, you're going to do that now? Yes. <laughs> okay, that's big news. Yeah. Okay. That's news to me. Yes. So um, I'm going to go there. I'm going to hang out, maybe do like, you know, a little writing. I found this really cool town. It, it's just this amazing town in the, uh, it's the, no, well, let's see, the southwestern corner of Ireland. It's called Dingle. They actually have the, the world's most expensive music festival is held there. And uh, it's in a church, like a, you know, thousand year old church. So anyway, yeah, I got a place there. I'm going to go there, hang out a little bit. Um, you know, of course, Mike, you are welcome to come over and uh, get inspired by the scene. Well, how'd you get in? How'd you, um, how'd you get in with the um, corona and all that stuff? Well, you know, there are six countries that U.S. citizens are allowed to go to, and Ireland being one of them, plus I do have some red in my beard. Nice. Yes, so that helps. That, nice. So anyway, I, um, yeah, so I've got a place there. And uh, my son is away at school at Switzerland. He's going to come up and visit me for a week while, uh, while I'm there. And uh, all are welcome. All friends are welcome. We could even do a cigar night there. But certainly, Mike, you are welcome to come over and, uh, you know, come on, hang out in Ireland on the, uh, the western uh, seashore. Actually, the city in Ireland, Dingle, is the, fur it's the most furthest westernly point. And it used to be, they thought that that was the end of the known world, as it were, uh -huh. way back before they, before they figured out the earth was not flat. But they thought that was the end of the known world, was Dingle, Ireland. That's mind-blowing. That's um, quite an adventure. You Because your first international trip was... Yes, with you. Romania, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's well. right. I mean, other than, you know, I had been to like Mexico and right. I've been to Hawaii and the Caribbean islands and stuff, but I don't really count those as going out of the country. It's pretty Western. Um, yeah, that's quite a, quite a stretch. That's amazing. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I'm going to go over there um, and uh, just hang out for a couple months, uh, at least, you know, a month, maybe longer. I don't know. Hang out, do my thing. So I got my Irish hat already. I'm ready to go. And there, that'll be September 15th, you said? Yeah, September 15th. I'll probably stay until November 15th. I might come back in October. You know me, Mike. You know, I'm, I, I live kind of carefree, you know? It's like, uh, yeah, so whatever works. So listen, I came up with this really, really, really great idea. I mean, it's freaking genius uh, for an episode. See, so here's the thing. People, don't, people may not know this, but... Mike has a lot of followers on the uh, on the Twitter. I, you've got what? Like, it's just insane. Just hit 700. Just hit 700. 700,000 people. Gee, many Christmas. It's crazy. Okay. So Mike does this thing once in a while where it's called Ask Me Anything. And, you know, folks have heard about this. People do those from time to time. 
But you get so many responses on this thing, you can't even get to them all. It's crazy. So I thought it would be fun to go through and read some of these off to you that you haven't responded to, or maybe even you can give more than just, you know, your really quick retweet. Yeah, hey, yes, no, yes, no. But we'll actually, right, like, yeah, okay, cool. So let's do it. All right, let's just jump right into it. We're going to call this the Cerno lightning round, okay? This is going to be kind of fun. Okay, Mike, do you drink coffee? What kind? I'm drinking, um, drink cold brew, either, if I haven't, if I had my druthers, mm -hmm. COVID, COVID killed the local boutique hipster coffee shop. Unfortunately, the guy had to leave. But when I, because we don't have a gourmet one anymore, I'll do Starbucks, nitro cold brew, or venti cold brew with a little sugar-free vanilla. The nitro cold brew has a different taste on its own and doesn't need, need flavoring at all. Well, I noticed that when we were in... Um... Los Angeles a few weeks ago for your uh, fundraiser, you got the nitro. I, I, I just like the regular cold or iced coffee. But what, what, what is the nitro? I don't even know what's in that. Nitro what, what? Is, is kept with, it has nitrogen in it, hence the oh, name. Okay. And I, that, I, I thought maybe that meant like it was nitro, you know? I, like, I thought that too. If, if, I hadn't, um, if I hadn't been into wine, I wouldn't even understand that nitrogen adds bubbles to it. So it has a certain, it has a very creamy, silkier texture to it, mm. a completely different mouthfeel. And then the coffee they use is different too. It's a different also style of bean, but it's the texture, that fluff, that velvetiness from being in a keg. It's kept in a keg and has nitrogen in it. Okay, very cool. All right, so as I'm reading these, I'm sure some of these will just be ignorant or stupid, you know, and you can come up with something to yell at me about, you know, say, don't, don't read that to me or whatever. But anyway, okay, um, how, how's your fasting program working, Mr. Cernovich? Are you still on track while imp implementing low carb? I've done it for three years and I'm as strong as I've ever been. Drag an energy level every day. Is it still working for you? I do 24, 20 hours not eating, four hours eating, or 16, eight, or 18, six, whatever, um, some mm -hmm. variation. And then I do a 32 hour fast if i'm really trying to lose fat which i'm doing now about mm -hmm. every 10, 10 to 12 days 36 hour fast so you would go you would say have your last meal at 10 p.m and then not eat all the next day and then not eat again till say 2 p.m so oh. 36 38 hours ish I've noticed Amen. when I fasted, I wake up the next morning. I'm, I'm hungry when I go to bed, but when I wake up in the morning, I'm not hungry. I don't know what that is. Right. Yeah, it's just if you just push through it, you're fine. Yeah. And I've done some form of intermittent fasting all the time, but it's, the, the, it's different, though, is I would do it just because it helps your body heal and for life extension. Whether I was eating like a fat slob or not, I would just still give my body that time to reset. But you still have to cut calories if you want to. If you want to lose weight, there's no, there's no magic to fasting unless you. Well, it does make your mind sharper. I've noticed. Once you, once you push through it, there's there's a weird phase where you're fasting and then you feel really good, really good, and then you hit the wall. But then when you push through that wall, which is about an hour or two, you feel like you're high. Yeah. And you feel like you're high for like six to eight hours. It's, it's weird. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it, it's such a, and it's weird too, because it's such a high 
that then you don't want to eat to take down the high, but then you're like your blood sugar and other things going down where not only are you not hungry, but you feel like you're floating and you don't want to eat, but you realize, Oh God, my, I need to actually physically eat for my body. Yeah. But you have to go through that wall. So it's phase one is you feel good. Clarity of thought. Phase two is it really does suck. It varies to people. could be 30 minutes, could be two hours, depending on the person. And then phase three, high as a kite, man. Yeah. All right. This is a lightning round. So uh, we're going to move to the next question. Who does your hair? I, Jesus. I, I mean, I, look at that hair, man. That's, that's really nice, Mike. I cut my own hair, but I do, I do have a stylist just to make sure that when I'm clipping the back that I don't end up with some kind of weird you know, chunk in the back, but I, um, yeah, I started cutting my own hair during, during COVID. Okay. This is, I'm not sure. I'm going to read this question. How beneficial would legaliz legalizing weed be right now? I'm not talking about dispensaries. I'm talking about people being able to grow their own plants and eliminating a huge portion of the DEA. Beneficial. And, and I mean, I've always supported that 20 years ago. So for me, okay. I would say it was beneficial. I think they were probably meaning would it help Trump win because it's a largely sort of pro-Trump audience and the decriminalizing it would get it off the ballot. So here's what they found. They found that if marijuana legalization is on a state ballot, mm -hmm. that hurts Trump because all the potheads come out to vote. Mm. So if you could just legalize it, then states like Colorado or purple states wouldn't have to put on the ballot to bring out the weed head vote because there'd be nothing to vote for. So they would just stay home high on election day. So you would, you would, you would just have to do that. that would just Are you saying people. that the Twinkies and Cheetos crowd is not Trump's core audience? You know what I, what, what, my, what blows me away about marijuana, which is like, you know me, I don't actually care if people smoke it. Yeah. But people get really angry. Like, how dare you? It's like, then you're a pothead. Like, people get tattoos on it. It's like, imagine, you know, you, 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 know, you took your, you had a tank top on and you had bottles of wine tattooed and alcohol and whiskey. I'd be like, God, this guy's an alcoholic, you know? Doesn't mean I don't like you. Doesn't mean I don't value you. But I would be like, alcoholic. Right. And, but then weed heads will be, you know, they wear jewelry and logos and stuff. But then if you say, like, you're a weed head, how dare you? It's like an attack on their identity. And then they'll even come back with, but you drink wine. And I'm like, I know I drink wine. I don't think it makes me a bad person, but I don't get insulted if you were like, you drink a lot of wine, you're a wino. I would say, okay. Um, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, I don't have it. I don't have a tattooed over on my chest. And yeah, shit, and it right? wouldn't be an attack on my identity. Yeah, but with, I, with I don't wear uh, yeah, line socks and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So, hey, so where, okay, where did your passion for investigative journalism come from? Inquisitiveness, curiosity, probably relevance, you know, a desire to be an influencer, a desire to be impactful in this world. Hmm. This lady left a nice comment after that too. She said she loves following you and your family is very sweet. That's nice. Oh, yes, yes. Um, what should be the proper remedy against large social media platforms if a so-called, if a so-labeled conspiracy theory, quote unquote, used as a pretext to demonetize and or delist prove to be true? Those questions are for me hard, and I'll tell you why. I was I was talking to a friend about this the other day. That if you like, you can't, a cigar nights, for example, when mm -hmm. we would have a cigar night, 
we couldn't advertise them on Facebook unless you said it's just for aficionados. That's crazy, isn't it? It's insane. Right. So there's, there's always going to be some kind of restrictions on people. My issue with social media isn't that they'll no platform a specific idea. It's that you just get nuked and then it's like you don't exist. So social media companies said, you know what? You can't post anything on your account that's pro-Trump. You know, people would be mad or whatever, but it would be like, okay, but you can post, you know, 90 other things. But what they do is create these rules where you don't even know what they are because they're, they give them full discretion. Oh, you can't say hate speech. And then you find out that hate speech is applied differently. So if you say something like, you know, kill all white men or something, that's not really hate speech though, because it's speaking truth to power. But if you violate the, the rule, then you're just nuked. You're gone. Mm. That's my problem is you're, you're, you're depersonalizing people versus deplatforming ideas. Well, and the, there's obvious collusion or coordination between these platforms too, because you'll see like, um, uh, who was the guy that, uh, Louis Farrakhan, Louis Farrakhan got kicked off all these platforms and he got kicked off all of them like in one day, right. you know, he get kicked off of YouTube and then he gets kicked off of Facebook the next day and Twitter, like all of the, I mean, come on. I thought these guys weren't supposed to be, you know, they do collude. Anyway. Okay. What's your favorite, most underrated band of all time? I listen to so much because underrated would mean a lot of stuff people don't know about. So I it would probably be this weird, like hippie music I listen to versus, you know, versus like a band. What about like an old studio band or something, you know? You got anybody like that you like? Yeah, none come to mind. Probably some house music artist or something, but there's no... Yeah, like there, you know, sometimes you'll be on YouTube and you'll be listening to the greatest music of your life and it's a band no one ever heard of. Yeah. And so it would would be be some kind of band like that, but largely I listen to a lot of mostly like hippie hippie music and that stuff is it's underrated in terms of it's really good. Not a lot of people listen to it, but I, I don't know some hipster rock and roll band that, oh my God, they're the best. Yeah. But nobody's heard about them. Okay. Here's a good one. Um, if you had to choose just one principle from your masterpiece, Gorilla Mindset, which one would it be? It would, it would begin at the beginning, which is that your mindset is a choice. It's your, your operating system that you have in your mind is a choice. Mm. And what, cause once you accept that everything flows from that principle, if that's the only thing that you know is, Oh, so it's just a choice. Then you'll find all the answers on your own. It'll just take you longer than if you read the book, if you read the book. Oh, okay. It's all just here. Saved you, you know, a bunch of time. But if you just begin with the, the fundamental operating belief that this software in your mind is being architect architected by the system or by you but it's a choice who's architecting it who's programming it then you'll you'll figure things out from there this guy's got a cool screen name his screen name is i am anti-fragile okay yeah uh i don't even know what this is but i'll i'll ask it uh what do you think of brent weinstein unity 2020 plan can it make a difference in 2024 is it a good idea 
oh, Unity 2020 is, so there's Brett Weinstein, which was, he was the original professor. He got run out of a college called Evergreen College. This okay. was the early days of the, the SJW stuff. And they were going to kill him and his wife, literally. It's not an exaggeration. Mm. The university had a pickle because they had to side with the freak show activists. And they ended up having to buy him out. It became a whole cr- process. But he also hates Trump or pretends to hate Trump. And then I say pretends to hate Trump because there's a lot of people who I think are too smart to not really see what's going on. And he wants to start a new project called Unity 2020, which is this is for people who don't like Trump or Biden and want to unify and bring together the country. And I don't think it's going to work because we, we have a two-part. There's never unity. You put 10 people in a room and you're going to have politics, right? You put 10 people in a big brother house, you have politics, even if there's sure. no show. There's never going to be like unity. The, the, I, I think the better, not necessarily the better approach, but a different approach is that you want it to be less acrimonious and toxic. And so he's like, well, we need Tulsi or this guy, Jocko, who's this like motivational speaker, former Navy SEAL guy, or, you know, somebody else. And the problem is though, milk, nobody cares about some milk toast person. And Jocko's not milk toast at all, but politically he keeps his views to himself. Mm. Martin, he wants to make a lot of money and why, you know, why offend people. But so you're like, what do you stand for? I stand for and it's some generic thing, right? Yeah. Well, guess what? We're in a trade war with China. They want to destroy us. They're sending spies to colleges and universities. They're stealing tr- trade secrets. But Biden loves China. The Democrats love China. You're, the, the minute you actually take a stand, you've now divided the country. The whole thing is like La La Land. Oh, can't we just all, you know, like each other? And it's like, well, to be quite honest, I've never seen Trump supporters surround Nancy Pelosi and say they're going to kill her. But that's what Democrats did with Rand Paul just a couple of days ago. So it's like a false equivalency where, whereby they go, oh, the country's divided. Both, both sides are extreme. No, one side is killing people. One side is making it impossible for you to have a living. One side is destroying lives. One mm-hmm. side is a bunch of nihilistic freaks. And then the other side has policy ideas you don't agree with. That, that's, that's where we are. Right. And one side abides by court orders. Trump fascist. You mean the guy who loses in court all the time and abides by court orders? Like, that's not a fascist. Fighting, and, fighting for your rights is a fascist. So I think the whole thing is kind of fake. That's like, I want to, you know, I want to do something new, but I don't want to actually take a stand and admit, (laughs) I I don't want to admit what's really going on here, but I want to kind of be relevant too. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'll I'll go ahead and read this one because I'm not sure if the guy's just being funny or being an ass, but I'll read it anyway. At the hoax screening in WPB, I'm assuming that's West Palm Beach. Yep. Okay. You mentioned that you were going to probably, quote unquote, get jacked. How is that going? I think I look quite good, you know? I mean, you got the fucking rings and everything in the backyard. I look, I look good, yeah. There's not anybody who sees me and doesn't think that I'm not an imposing person. So that's probably just a loser, a loser guy, for sure. I'm giving him his, he got his 15 minutes of fame right there. Yeah, yeah. No, there, there, there's always that, like, cell element of people. It's like, come, like, nobody, nobody sees me and thinks I'm, like, a small guy. 
it's, it's always the opposite. People are like, oh, I didn't know you were this like big or I know you're this like tall or whatever. Well, this guy should go read that thing you posted on Instagram a little while ago from our friend um, uh, Tristan. Tristan Tate. That was pretty right, fun. Right. He, he can look up what, that, what, what his apartment looks like, right? Okay, so um, what do you think will happen if SCOTUS is required to render a decision that decides the winner of the presidential election? Wow, yeah. and that, one, that, that and, question got a lot of likes on your, uh, your thing there. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. It's going to be carnage. They're, I mean, that happened in 2000. Uh, they did yeah, that. Yeah, but it, the country was less crazy. The country was less crazy, and you didn't have all these left-wing hate mob terrorist groups that, that are able to organize that way. The, so I, I talked about this a little bit on Bannon's um, show, The War Room, and what, you know, what happens if Trump wins, Biden doesn't concede, everything's in court. January 20th, we, or, you know, whenever the inauguration in January 20th, yeah, yeah. we don't know who's president. That's probably going to be the case. Yeah. And what does it look like? I don't know. I mean, last night, a Trump supporter got murdered in Portland by some Antifa goon. Right now, as we speak, I don't know when the show is going to air, there's a truck rally in Ventura County, California, pro-Trump. Uh, Antifa guy just shot from out of his window, tried to shoot at the trucks. So they're shooting at each other. Gosh. I, 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 if, if the election's contested, I don't see how there aren't going to be a lot of groups shooting at each other. Yeah. Okay. So um, what's your thought on mail-in voting and how much cheating will happen if the mail-in voting is mandated? Yeah. We, I mean, we all know, it's just, you have to look at who wants mail-in voting, right? <laughs> that's, that's like the easiest question in the world, right? It's like, there, there's a reason they want mail-in voting and yeah. it isn't because it's ethical or honest. Or convenient. Or convenient. Yeah. Uh, do you think California will let counties reopen this week? Uh, numbers way down here in San Diego. Uh, they actually uh, did, but, you know, I follow that pretty closely myself. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. And that's totalitarianism. Depends on what county you're in. California. Yeah, it's, it's crazy here in Cal. If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, there's nine counties for folks that don't know that surround the San Francisco Bay. Eight of those nine counties are uh, locked down, even with the new uh, thing that he released yesterday. Whatever. I don't even know what the hell you want to call it. Napa County is exempt from that. Um, we're the only ones that are allowed to reopen movie theaters, restaurants, all that stuff tomorrow. Well, not only that, but LA County's the worst. Yeah. Orange County, it's been inconvenient, but I wouldn't have called it full lockdown. There, you know, there's been a lot of, um, cause it's county by county. Right. Orange, Orange County is still pretty Republican, even if it went blue last time due to ballot harvesting. And it's been kind of, the, the difference is in LA, the people believe it. And in Orange County, you just like performative. Okay, you want me to wear a mask so that I can go to Starbucks? Okay, well, I'll wear our fucking mask. Fine. Like, we'll just, who cares? Yeah. In LA, though, they're like, they really bought into everything. Yes. And there was even somebody in that private cigar event that we were at who was mad that there were people in a cigar lounge not wearing masks, which <laughs> I, I had to triple flip my mind to even empathize with that point of view. Usually I can empathize with your point of view. Yeah. I'm like, Wait, so we're in a cigar lounge 
that was a really yeah. weird i ran into that guy too and i was like I, i'm thinking to myself i i appreciate you being here supporting the event but i'm, I'm wondering why you're here right <laughs> it's like you know yeah oh god okay uh i respect the fact that you do ayahuasca what's the trippiest experience you've had while doing it oh i've done full pod yeah listen to the full podcast there's no yeah, the podcast yeah there there's no it's just the whole thing is a different dimension what's that'd be like saying you went to mars talked to martians what were you wearing you know Oh, this is a great question here. These are funny. What are your thoughts on the game of golf? It's a good hobby, you know, as far as hobbies go. Um, I don't golf myself. have no interest in golfing, but it seems to be a hobby that keeps people active. So I'm, I would be pro-golf. I and mean, golf courses are beautiful. Maybe one day, Mike, when we're 80 years old, we can retire to a golf community somewhere and we'll play some golf then. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe even in the 50s, but there we go to um over there's a beach that's right by the golf course so i'm glad it exists because they're really obsessed with arbiture so it's beautiful landscaping beautiful trees everywhere golf courses are some of the the, the best most beautiful places in the world and they're usually in in um it's not nature so it's not like in alaska it's within cities so i'm yeah. definitely glad we have golf courses yeah uh, what's your favorite medium to produce in? Have you ever produced a theatrical production? No interest in theater. Uh, no interest in theater. Um, zero. Negative interest, probably. And because I have negative interest in any kind of acting and dealing with actors and being around actors. I mm. like documentary films. That That's by far, um, that's by far my favorite, favorite medium, at least if we're talking film. Just people... Okay. If you can channel old school Cernovich, you can answer this question. Yeah. Building a home gym, I'm trying to keep it under $1,000. What are your hot tips and suggestions? For home gym? Home gym. Building a home gym, trying to keep it under $1,000. Oh, if you're, that's easy. If, if you're trying to keep it under $1,000, there's a Joe Weeder dip pull-up station. So you get that, that you can do your leg lifts on that. You can do pull-ups, you can do dips. If you're not strong enough to do dips, no big deal. Get, or um, pull-ups, no big deal. Buy some jump stretch bands that have different levels of tension. Those are going to be 20 bucks each or so. You can buy the Joe Weeder thing, buy the bands if you can't do the chin-ups on yourself. And you just do dips, chins, buy a jump rope, 15 bucks, 20 bucks if you buy a speed rope. You build a home gym for under 500 bucks. If you need, um, if you want to squat and do other things, buy a sandbag from Iron Mind and then fill that up with 100 pounds of sand. Put that over your head, do overhead squats with that. Do hug squats, hold it like goblet squats, hug it. You'll, you'll, be, under, you'll be under 500 bucks. And I, I would add to that that uh, if you want some info on that, we had a guy on, on Mindset Squared a while back, uh, Alexander Cortez, a friend of ours, and he's really into that kind of stuff. And he's doing a lot of home gym stuff right now. I think he even sells like a little uh, ebook or something on it. So check out his, uh, I don't know his Twitter, but you, you can find him, Alexander Cortez. I, I don't know his handle exactly. Um, okay, Mike, I'm thinking of homeschooling my kids. What is the ch uh, biggest challenge that you faced with it and how did you overcome it? For homeschooling? Yeah. Uh, no challenges there. Our kids are young. 
So it isn't like you're teaching an eight-year-old to do homework. You're, everything is very collaborative. You just hang out. Because I've worked from home ever since my kids are born. So it's really no different other than Shauna tries to structure it a little bit. And that's that. So right now it's easy. Come talk to me when they're seven or eight or nine or 10. Right. Okay. What can the Trump campaign do? What would you advise or others do, if anything, to force Joe Biden to show up for the debates? Oh, I mean, that's easy. That's just theater. That's just show up. Say I'm show up to the debate without him and just have an empty, empty podium. Woo! That's actually, it seems so simple, but yeah, that's a great idea. It's like, where is he? All right, I got to go to dinner. We'll do one more. Okay. All right. Um, hold on, I'm finding a good one here because we want the last one to be really good. Oh, here we go. You wake up tomorrow in a novel as one of its characters. Which novel and what character? I'm living in a novel, and I am character. <laughs> Love it. See, it's your own. You're you're in guerrilla mindset. You're I'm in, I'm in a, I'm in the best novel I ever could have read. That's in right. Life. Yeah. Yeah, I knew I, I knew that was the answer. He's living in the guerrilla mindset novel. There it is. Okay. Um, and I'll I'll do one encore one. What's your break favorite breakfast cereal? I mean, I eat this. I think it's like protein cereal, Magic Spoon. That's my favorite now. If we're talking childhood and everything else, probably Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. So low okay. key, yeah, it's low key and the milk is good. It's like horchata when you, yeah. when you finish the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You have not just the, the cereal is good, but then you have the, the bonus cereal milk. There you go. All right. So I think that's going to be, I, I think folks will really dig that, uh, this, this episode, Mike. It's, it's the Mike Cernovich Ask Me Anything lightning round. And you get a little bit more in-depth answers to uh, some of those questions. Because I know you try to answer a lot of them, but most of them, you know, you got to go quick because you're, you're doing yep. the Twitter thing. So folks get a, a little bit more depth here. So maybe on your next one that you do that, uh, people can uh, ask more questions and, and we'll get to some of those. And um, there you go. Thanks for watching. Uh, guys, go to mikebolin.com. Look into that private group. Yeah, check that out. Love to check it. out the private group, mikebolin.com, and look what that's about. See what that's about. I think, you, I think you're going to be interested. Yeah, and my, Mike, you're actually in that group too, and uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun in there. Okay. Right, thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I'm going to go have a post-coronavirus dinner. Cheers. Mm -hmm.